Hello, and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I am editor in chief of Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World, where we are concluding our 17th annual year in review industry event. The year in review has a reputation for setting the bar for the biometrics industry discourse of the subsequent 12 months, and this year we've been looking back on the major milestones of the past decade in biometrics with industry leaders. That's why in this latest episode of ID Talk, I am pleased to welcome Javier Mira, CEO of FaceFee. FaceFee is a biometric software solutions company specializing in face-based authentication that in recent years has expanded into multimodal biometrics. The company saw great success in 2019, and that's where our conversation starts. After discussing FaceFee's record-breaking year, Javier and I spoke about the Latin American market, where the company has seen massive success, before turning to analyzing the year-in-review survey results around modalities, liveness detection, and privacy. We conclude with a preview of what's next for FaceFee. I had a great time speaking with Javier, and I know you'll love what he has to say. So without further ado, I present FaceFee CEO Javier Mira on the ID Talk podcast. I'm joined today by Javier Mira, CEO of FaceFee. Javier, thanks for stopping by the ID Talk podcast. Hi, Peter. A pleasure, as always. We're recording this on the heels of the preview of presentation of FaceFee's record-breaking 2019 fiscal results. What were some of the key takeaways from your presentation? Well, as you said, 2019 has been a fantastic year for the company. We, we could end the year with a record in terms of revenues, in terms of profits, in terms of number of users using our technologies also number of contracts that we signed in last year. So extremely happy because at the same time, the share value of the company was, uh, was increasing a lot and we could end it like a best company in the Spanish <laughs> stock exchange market in terms of share increase. So, so extremely happy about the year, yeah. Fantastic. And as you just mentioned, 2019 was an amazing year for FaceFee in terms of scoring new contracts and clients. I think the final number in your presentation was 13, which is very impressive. In December, you announced your 10th deal of 2019 with Albo, uh, your latest Mexican bank to choose FaceFee. What's the key to FaceFee's evident success in Mexico and the Latin American region at large? Well, I think the key is exactly the same in, in all the markets we try to address uh, with our technology. The thing is that uh, since 2014, the company has focused on the Latin American market because many reasons. They have an identity fraud very high. They have extremely uh, open hands to receive technologies that are trying to help them in terms of biometrics in terms of security and user experience, and also the language and the culture, obviously, it's quite uh, close to the Spanish one. So we focused in 2014 to Latin American market, and the fact is that year by year, we try to do our best, and we've been closing deals every year. The truth is that once that we have today more than 40 banks in all Latin America working with our technology, the success is in evidence, and uh, whenever there is a new bank trying to see one of, of the best technologies in terms of biometrics in the, in the region, they call obviously face fee and we try to do our best to close the deal. So I would say that the key factor probably is that we do have many cases of success 
and it's quite simple to replicate the success as long as your current clients are happy with you and with the technology. Do you think that there's any sort of role played by the region's abundance of challenger banks and branchless banks? Because uh, I feel like one of the real differentiators for your technology is the uh, selfie ID remote enrollment technology. And it feels like that region's very primed for that. Yeah, I mean, face fees started a few years ago with the selfie authentication, but it's true that now the big demand of the market, it's also authentication, but I would point out that the digital onboarding processes is receiving a strong demand. And many of the banks are trying to differentiate in terms of how to acquire new clients and how to do this process without uh, going to a branch office uh, in order to fill in all the documentation, etc. So in this fight, you have some of the players in the market, Face fee is one of them. And whenever a bank is trying to see how to achieve new clients, how to uh, develop the digital transformation within the bank with this kind of technologies, uh, one of the most demanded technologies today is the digital onboarding process. So I think we are very well positioned in this, in this aspect and we are trying to somehow use our biometrics and many other components to be able to give or to offer a very nice user experience process to the to the end user. Yeah, and you know, speaking of uh, exciting technologies and innovative technologies, one of the more exciting 2019 milestones for FaceFee was Neoris choosing your company for its digitization project. What sort of innovative projects can we expect to see through this partnership? Well, Neoris is one of our, of our key partners that we had last year, even though we have more than 85 partnerships in, in many regions. The truth is that uh, we noticed, or oh, I noticed a big difference in the last couple of years. We used to go directly to the banks and we used to try to use partnerships in order to close the deals, to have more opportunities. But at that moment, I think the technology was not mature enough and we just noticed a big change in the last couple of years, when we see that now big companies like Neoris, they are trying to somehow implement in their own solutions digital processes like digital onboarding, and after obviously analyzing many of the solutions on the market, they selected face fees in order to uh, replicate some of the success that we have and they have in, in other banks. So Neoris is just a, a big partnership for us. The Alliance is working a lot. In fact, Albo is one of the key success that we had with Neoris uh, in this partnership. So very happy and probably we'll have a lot of success in the future. Facial biometrics are frictionless, secure, and provide optimal user experience. In financial services, that means fewer abandoned transactions, less fraud, and more happy customers. FaceFee is a world leader in facial biometrics, with over 40 contracts servicing over 10 million users, conducting over 6 million onboardings, and authenticating more than 850 million customers. FaceFee is trusted by some of the world's biggest names in finance to ensure trust, privacy, security, and compliance. FaceFee is betting on worldwide banking. You should too. Find out more at facefee.com. And now, back to the podcast. At Fine Biometrics, we 
recently conducted our 17th annual year in review survey. And once again, face recognition topped the list of most exciting modalities. I think this is the third or fourth year in a row. Uh, at first, this might seem like a holdover from the popularity of Apple's Face ID, but I think there's a lot more behind this result. And I wanted to know, what are your thoughts on the continued popularity of face recognition? Well, I, I am a, a big supporter of many of biometrics, not only the face recognition. I think all the biometrics are growing a lot and will be growing a lot in the, in, the, in the coming years. But at the same time, it's true that face recognition somehow, from the point of view of the user experience, I think it's on the top because it's very easy and everyone is now used to do a selfie. Old people, young people, uh, they used to do selfies every single day, so they, they see very very simple the process of taking a, a selfie of themselves and using this in order to authenticate or identify the, their own identity. But at the same time, if we analyze that one of the most important solutions coming for the future is the digital onboarding or the verification of the identity, comparing an official document such as passport or ID document, it's true that from the biometric point of view, the easiest way or the only way I would say, because you have a picture on the on the document, is the face recognition. Besides that, you have now growing and growing solutions in airports in order to analyze faces of people, of customers to do the boarding of the plane, etc. So somehow, I think that facial recognition is becoming more and more popular. But at the same time, there are some key issues that we need to, to cover and that we need to, to to analyze carefully, like the privacy that we all are very concerned. So at the same time, we have this both uh, these two concepts of the facial recognition. In one side, the simplicity and the user experience that is it's uh, bringing us the facial recognition technologies. On the other side, we take care. We have to take care of the privacy and some other concerns that it will come, and we need to to sit down to analyze and to put some regulation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a very good point. I think that part of the excitement is that it is a controversial technology. But, um, you know, in, in the cases that we've been talking about, I think that the sort of face authentication and face ID verification, that's very consent based and, um, and sort of uh, privacy by design. We were speaking a, a bit there about the digital enrollment. And that has really been a big use case, obviously, in your experience and through the industry at large in the banking sector. The most popular application as chosen by our expert respondents was financial services. How long do you expect financial services to be the dominant area of application in biometrics? Well, I hope that uh, it lasts a lot, obviously, because <laughs> uh, it would be nice for face fee. But uh, I think once the financial sector has been touching biometrics, has been touching new technologies focused on user experience using biometrics, et cetera. It's so simple that many other sectors are gonna be following the financial sector. In our case, for example, we just signed in October a contract with uh, Swiss Medical. It's coming from the e-health sector. So I think, I think health sector, I think e-commerce, I think telcos, all of them are going to be following financial sector and using more and more technologies like uh, digital onboarding or many others in order to use biometrics to authenticate or to identify customer. But at the same time, I think financial sector will be 
on the top at least in the next three to five years. You know, and a big uh, component of that is liveness detection, especially when we're talking about digital onboarding. 97% of the survey respondents agreed that liveness detection should be a priority for consumer-facing biometrics industry. Why, in your opinion, is liveness detection so crucial? Well, it's true. It's really crucial. I mean, we cannot allow any transaction, any operation, if we are not capable to say this person is alive and there is not a fraudster trying to use a picture or a video in front of an iPhone or in front of the camera or in front of whatever and trying to hack the system. Obviously, liveness detection is mandatory. And as long as you don't have any liveness detection that is working properly, the technology is going to be dead. We started with liveness technologies a couple of years ago. The beginning was a blinking of the eyes. Then it was a random movement of the head in order to guarantee that the person was alive. Last in money 2020, we presented a new technology that it's a liveness technology, but it's passive. That means that you don't have to do anything in front of the camera and we are capable to detect if the person is alive or the person is trying to use either a video or a picture in front of the camera. So it's, it's, it's a key point, it's a turning point for customers because it's helping a lot the user experience and it's a, it's a new way of analyzing facial recognition technologies. With the passive liveness detection that you have on your infinite platform, does that also expand to the other biometric modalities? It should, but it's true that so far, at least in our expertise, the liveness detection like uh, we are proposing is affecting ex just to the facial recognition technologies. Mm -hmm. If we are using voice recognition, if we are using signature, if we are using a periocular, uh, at the end, the liveness is still being used for the face. So mm -hmm. some of them are matching, let's say, a voice, a voice authentication or a periocular authentication, but for the liveness, they're still using our face liveness detection system. Going back to what we were talking about, about privacy and facial recognition, the majority of our survey respondents say that new privacy regulations like GDPR in Europe and BIPA or BIPA in Illinois make them feel safer when enrolling in biometrics. How has the growing ubiquity of privacy regulations affected FaceFee? Well, to be honest with you, uh, we didn't notice a big change because we are always uh, receiving with open arms these new regulations. The only thing is that you have to use the technology according to these regulations. So mm -hmm. since the beginning, FaceFee has not been sending any image through internet, always has been a template, encrypted, so we are following different standards in order to accommodate the technology to these regulations. So in our case, standards are helping us demonstrate to teach people that the biometrics are not as, as bad as they thought without this regulation. It's something that uh, we, we completely understand that any biometrics or any other system that they're touching the end user of a bank, you need to accomplish, you need to to do your compliance and to accommodate your technology in order to guarantee the privacy and the concerns that the people can have. A secure and convenient customer experience is as easy as a selfie. FaceFee's Self-ID is a safe and secure digital onboarding solution that's privacy enhancing by design.
with best-in-breed optical character recognition, document validation, and passive liveness detection, Self-ID enables users to open an account and receive banking services from anywhere. It's as easy as taking a selfie and a picture of your ID. With over 40 contracts, 10 million users, 6 million onboardings, and 850 million authentications to its name, FaceFee is trusted by some of the world's biggest names in finance to ensure trust, privacy, security, and compliance. Self-ID is key to the future of worldwide banking. Find out more at facefee.com. And now, back to the podcast. You mentioned uh, earlier your recent partnership with Swiss Medical Group, and that really marks FaceFee's expansion into healthcare, which is uh, very timely right now uh, with the Hims Conference fast approaching and uh, and our own healthcare focused month. How can biometrics transform the healthcare experience in the coming years? Well, I think biometrics are are going to transform not only the healthcare; are going to transform a lot of daily tasks that we used to do. We have just to take into account that more and more healthcare companies, financial companies, telcos, e-commerce or retail companies, they are always trying to be closer to the to the client, to the customer. And at the same time, sales are increasing on the on the web, are increasing on the app. So more and more the, the client is using your services, but is using your services without going to the physical place that you are trying to, to give this service. That means that it's really important to have an identity management uh, policy that is capable to recognize your customer, adapt your, your services to this customer. So in this way, biometrics are helping us a lot in order to do this, this experience uh, much easier and better in order to increase the volume of transactions, etc. In the case of healthcare, it's similar to the financial sector. At the end, healthcare needs to really identify and authenticate patients, doctors, and many customers that are using insurance companies, insurances, and many other aspects in the hospitals, etc. So biometrics, I think, are going to give us the opportunity to improve these techno- these uh, apps, these services. And probably we're going to see that, like in the financial sector, we've seen that using biometrics on the apps, the use of the apps has been increasing in, in, in more than two to 300% every year when a bank is using biometrics. That means that people are using more and more the app to, to contract any services. With the healthcare, I think it's going to be the same. The more they use the biometrics, probably, the more transactions and actions or interactions they're going to do with their own clients. Yeah, we definitely see a lot of that interest developing uh, from our perspective as well. And uh, I completely agree with you about how it can transform that experience, uh, especially given all of the red tape and all of the risk that is involved with healthcare as well. Speaking again of expansion, uh, regionally, FaceFee has shown expansion efforts in Europe and in South Korea. What opportunities do you expect those new frontiers to bring FaceFee as you expand globally? I think FaceFee has been doing a, a, a good job in the last years focusing <laughs> on Latin American market and financial sector market in order to somehow certify that the technology is working properly, that the services that we try to sell are good services, 
that the image of the company is strong enough to demonstrate to other clients that uh, FaceFee is a good partner if you want to use this type of solutions to do your digital transformation. Now is a new path. Now FaceFee somehow I think it's be it has become older and now we need to replicate the success that we had in Latin America in some other regions. One of the regions that we noticed that it's really strong and there is a big demand for this type of technologies is, is Asia Pacific. That's why we just opened in September a branch of a subsidiary actually in, uh, in Seoul in order to start making operations in the area. We've been about a year and a half traveling but now we have a local team. We have a CEO very related to biometrics. It's an expert in the biometrics field and we are completely sure that uh, we are going to receive a lot of new opportunities from this region in phase fee and not only financial sector, we will be receiving in many other sectors as I was mentioning in advance. Europe and the States, I would say, are some of the of the new targets that we want to have in this in this new year. And uh, if things are going well, probably we, we are going to be able to step into the state and to close some more deals in Europe. Fantastic. Yeah, I do think, you know, going back to our, our regulation uh, conversation earlier, I think that that has really primed those markets for a strong adoption of technologies just like uh, the ones we've been talking about in this conversation. In terms of the industry at large, the previous decade was really when biometrics entered the mainstream, obviously with Apple and smartphone revolutions. How do you expect biometrics and digital identity to evolve in the coming five to 10 years? Five to 10 years, I think it's too far to understand <laughs> where it's gonna be the sector of the biometrics, That that's true. It's not the same 20 years ago, Till now, the change in biometrics, I think it's, it's been okay. But from now, in the next 10 years, I, I think it's gonna be a, an extremely big change. We know that we have now a lot of powerful in the cloud. We know that we can have access to AI. We can have access to more uh, smart devices that are capable to do extremely nice thing. You have behavior biometrics, you have clients willing to use this type of technologies. Then you have the market that it's opening globally in many different scenarios. So what I think is that the identity management is gonna be like uh, new services that you will be receiving on the cloud, that any one of us is gonna be capable to identify or authenticate ourselves before making any transaction operation or action with many different sectors and companies and that using blockchain is going to be a new paradigm in terms of biometrics so i think that in five to ten years it's going to be it's going to be i don't know it's going to be a passionate to see how biometrics are going to be evolving probably mm -hmm, absolutely it's very exciting and you know closer to home in a more predictable space uh what can we expect from face fee in 2020 Facebook in 2020 is going to become uh, a big brother, let's say. We've been, as I said, a young guy. We've been trying to demonstrate that the technology is good, that the team is good. But now we've been supported with uh, some funds from Europe. We have uh, somehow 
shown that uh, big results are possible in this company. Now, what it's, it's the moment is to scale, to scale the businesses. So now what we want to do is to try to be able to bring new talent to the company, to open new subsidiaries in different regions, and to be capable to replicate the success that we had in some of the, of the areas in Latin America in many other regions. At the same time, we are analyzing or we will be analyzing some operations in terms of corporate operations. So probably we'll be making some movements in this, in this area of analyzing other companies that could bring not only technology, but experience and, and clients to the company in order, in order to boost the growth and the sales. So I think 2020 is going to be a, a, a nice year for phase fee, but at the same time, if we're capable to scale the business, I think the success is in our hands. I'm very excited to see uh, to see all that come about. And uh, just as a last note here, how can people listening get in contact to learn more about FaceFee? Well, FaceFee is a public company. We are listed in the in the Spanish stock exchange market. And next month, we are going to be listed also in the Euronext that it's in Paris. So that means that we have a lot of information about the company that has to be public. So whenever you go to our website, you have all the details of the company in terms of revenues, public information, technology, and all the contact details if you want even to receive more information or more specific information and details about the technology, clients, etc. So the only thing that you need to do is to go to our website and try to access to, to that information. Fantastic. So you heard it here, everyone. Visit facefee.com to learn more. Javier, thank you for taking time today to, to talk to me. I had a great time speaking with you and uh, all the best. Thank you, Peter. It's been really a pleasure and we are just uh, waiting to see this coming year. And so concludes my interview with Javier Mira, CEO of FaceFee. To learn more about FaceFee and the topics discussed in this episode, visit facefee.com. And to read the Find Biometrics Year in Review survey results, analysis, and thought leadership, visit findbiometrics.com. I want to thank Javier once again for joining me on today's episode. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I am your host, Peter Counter, thanking you once again for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.